Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Tome Travelers. Uh, this is episode six. Um, yeah. Yeah, we made it episode six. Uh, we are going to be discussing Warbreaker chapters 27 to the end and also having like our full book discussion and give our like final thoughts on the book. So I'm excited. Book two it's our, down. Yeah, it's two books down. Um, so there will be a spoiler warning for Warbreaker, obviously, because we're going to be talking about all of that. And then also, like we've done the past two episodes, there will be a Cosmere Connections at the end of the episode. We'll give you a warning before we do. Um, but that will have tons of Cosmere spoilers. So if this is your first Cosmere book, you want to click away, go for it. Please click away. We want you to not get spoiled. Um, but before we get into all of this uh, discussing, we have a fantasy question. Whitson, what is it? Who is your favorite fantasy book villain? All right. So that, this is a daunting one. This is daunting. You want to you you take it first, MD? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so my favorite fantasy book villain, and there's probably some recency bias here, but I don't care, is I'm going to say Odium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I just, That's a good one. He, oh, he, yeah. He's so good, and like the build up to him is one of the best build ups of all time. And then you finally get to see him, and just all this stuff. It's just like, what is happening? So but anyway. passions, but passion. Hey, and you know he's not—he's uh, not done yet. He's still got a lot of books to go. I know. Yeah. I'm only get better from here. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. So mine, mine's Odium. Okay. Okay. Do you have yours yet, Dylan? You still think? Yeah. 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 No. Okay, I, okay. So like. Every time we ask these questions, we start doing these, I go blank. But this one popped <laughs> in my head, and it's uh, it's the Jackal uh, from Red Rising. And he, it's just because he's, he's cunning, and, like, at one point he does something that just, like, completely, like, steps him up, in my opinion. And so that's why I picked him. Okay, nice, okay. Nice. I haven't read Red Rising, but I want to, so. Yeah, I haven't either, but it's uh, it's on the to-be-read. Okay, well, for mine, I went with the Chandrian from Name of the Wind oh, because yeah. they're so mysterious, it, and you yeah. literally you get the you get the vibe that they could just drop from the sky and slaughter everyone at any moment, and it's yeah, well, so it's terrifying. Like two two huge books, and we know like three things about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and one <laughs> of the things is that the more you say their name, the more likely they are to show up and kill you. Kill you, yeah. Hey, that's kind of like. Lit. It's insane. So yeah, that's that's my favorite. Awesome. Uh, I would say I would say a specific one of them, but then you get into spoiler territory. So oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, well, with our question, let's go ahead and uh, jump into episode six of the Tome Travelers. Do 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 do. All right, so. Uh... Whitson, do you have the synopsis for us this episode? Yeah. Okay, so I, I can't say that I remember specifically which chapter we came back in on, but I think where we came back in, um, Siri and Sasebron were starting to get close. She had kind of figured out his secret and why they didn't want her to touch him or talk to him. Um, she gets really interested in learning about the history of Halandrin to figure out like why they would do this. Um, what their motivations were with with the God King. Um, 
Let's see. She uh, Hoyd comes and tells her about the history of Halogen and like Peacemaker and Kalad's Phantoms and all of like the mini war. Uh, Blush Weaver gets the lifeless commands for half of the army. Um, see, Vivenna gets captured by Vasher. Uh, because he thinks that she's involved in Dent's ploy, and uh, then she escapes from Vasher and uh, figures out that Dent and Tonkfa are betraying her, and like they never had her best interests in mind. She was kind of a tool for them, and she runs away from all of them and spends weeks as an urchin. Uh, Light Song keeps investigating the murders and like looking into his past life, or like trying to figure out who he was. And then everything comes to a head when the pun call. Um, kill Blush Weaver after taking her lifeless commands um, and light songs. And they sick them on the Idrians, trying to start another giant war where they can like quietly usurp the Halandrans. And then we finally learn who Vasher is. Yeah. Lots of lots of fun stuff happened this episode for, for sure. Oh yeah, I think it's so like we talked about last episode how Honestly, the book was kind of slow for me, but, like, I feel like it all, like, really came together and, like, really got exciting towards the end of this and it made me like it. Like, this second half made me like the book so much more. Yeah, Sanderson is known for his Sander Lanches. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, that kind of answers my question. I was going to ask, did you like the first half of the book better or the second half? Second half, 100%. Yeah, the second half was, was way better. Way better. So many of the things that, like, we were complaining about last episode got addressed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. always makes me happy. Yeah, pretty much. And all the questions that you had, you're like, "Wait, what's this?" Oh, oh. well, okay. So we'll not get into all it. the questions. Yeah, but... we'll get into it in Cosmere Collection or Connections. Oh yeah, not, yeah. Not all the questions. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah. So so let's go ahead and start talking about uh some of our some of our characters. Then uh, we could start, I guess, with Siri and Susabron. Um, Susabron. Man, uh, he's got game for a no tongue guy. Hey, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember reading the book, and this is my second read through the book. But I, uh, I sent Dylan a message, and I said, I forgot how much Riz Susabron has. One of the quotes that he says is, "There is nothing so wonderful as you, even in my entire court. The mountains must be special indeed to provide to produce such beauty." And it's like homie's got game like yeah. that's what like like when i was reading through like right above that quote he says something like i think the prettiest thing in the mountains done came down and saw me i was like oh okay <laughs> okay yeah he was pretty smooth with that one <laughs> yeah he's an exact contrast to who we thought he was at the beginning of this book there's just this oh yeah horrifying he... like yeah don't touch him don't look at him don't speak to him you know yeah, and then another one of my favorite things is like when every time he goes to, to do like the nervous like arm over her shoulder thing, I picture like that move you do in the movies when you yawn, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, awkwardly put your arm around the girl's shoulder. Yeah, I just picture him doing that and like looking over and seeing what she's thinking about it. Yeah, but yeah, hey, she acting like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah, but she, hey, she she seems to like it, which I mean, what's right. what's to what's to hate about you know a Greek god? I mean, <laughs> right. Well, at Literally. first, you know, she she like kind of just starts to feel bad for him. Like, oh, no, he has no tongue. This is why he's yeah. the way he is. But then in the process of like teaching him how to read and like talking to him every single night, they actually fall in love and she stops making the noises fakely. And yeah, they actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. let's get it on. 
Yeah. Uh, something to be said about a 50 year old and a 17 year old still, I think, but well, like, oh, yeah. 70 it's still a year old uh, or so. Still a little awkward. But... Oh, no. But, if you know. It, if it's love, it's love, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Give her one more year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's, uh, that's a little sketch, but, but it's fantasy world. Whatever. Right. Right. So. Um, I want to talk about like how smart Siri is. She basically figures all their plans out <laughs> before they happen. Like she does a really good job of figuring stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Well, she has it. She still has it backwards, but like she's done a better job on the inside as the like dumb little sister than Vivina did on the outside. Yeah. Like, paying mercenaries. Yeah. And attacking people and stuff. That's true. Siri but never... but like she still figures it out. Like she did have it kind of backwards, but she still figured out. It right before Bluefingers, you know, got away with it. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. right at the last moment, she does yeah. kind of like yeah. put her finger on it. Which, yeah, yeah, that's one of my one of my like things about this book. But we'll get into that at the end of the book. But yeah. I, I... well, so we kind of we kind of predicted that in episode one, where we were like, you know, maybe Siri would do better in the court than Vivino. Yeah, right. I said she she would like grow into herself which we see that at the the end of the book too vivina like looks at syrians like holy you know she looks like a queen right now like she's controlling her hair and all this other stuff like she's got that manner like they basically switch places yeah yeah yep and then vivina goes out on the road to be an adventurer because she doesn't want to be bored and tied down right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they really just legitimately just flip. swapped personalities yeah. by the end of the book yeah and then like Which... <clears throat> i mean okay. if you think about it no, go. yeah finish that finish that because i was gonna switch um well i was gonna say they, they more like met in the middle i guess like yeah they, they didn't really swap necessarily but siri is like so much more in control of herself and vivena is like has realized a lot of the like aesthetics of of like her pious life before were like ultimately not serving her right yeah, yeah. it's just cool to see them like meet in the middle and like both be kind of healthier cooler characters yeah one of my favorite things was like because you know i i, I was telling y'all I, re- I, I listened to it twice and then read through it you like you, i caught so much shit that like at the time didn't seem important or like is funny because of how it happened. So like one of the things with Siri was when she like stumbles, <laughs> she she gets Blue Fingers to come talk to her when she's in the bath again. But like she like stumbled into it by talking about his plan, and then their whole conversation in the bath is like he he thinks she knows what he's gonna do, and like he's like blown away and confused that she knows all this. And it was just funny reading it the second time because of his demeanor. You realize why he's acting like that. Oh yeah. okay, yeah I didn't. I, I didn't think back to that in that moment. That's cool, though. Yeah, I felt like Sanderson did that through a lot of this book. Like, there was, like, stuff in the background. Like, when when Siri's listening to the sto- the, the storyteller, it, there's, like, a two sentences where uh, he's, like, um, talking about how they're going to uh, send more um, troops into the slums. And then it's just, like, little shit through that, of that throughout the book that lets you know, like... Uh, what ends up happening as far as the um uh it's, it's like up. foreshadowed well yeah basically. yeah it's all yeah. foreshadowed really well whereas if uh, like you're paying really close attention like you get to the end and it's like oh my god this all makes sense now it's this all ties in of why this stuff's going on yeah because the, the whole time i was really confused about like 
you know when you read a story and you're like okay but the conflict doesn't make sense like yeah these characters are cool yeah like that's funny but the conflict doesn't make sense like this is just a communication gap like what this shouldn't be happening that was the vibe i was getting from this book right up until the end where i'm like oh i was completely wrong like yeah, i was yeah. completely wrong yeah. about all of this <laughs> yeah and i'm usually really good at like picking like usually that's my thing in books is like i pick out little shit like that yeah and like I felt like this, but like, so like one of the biggest things, which we'll get into in Vivint when we talk about Vivint is I did not see Dinth betraying her. And like, normally like I'm the guy that's like, Hey, he's going to stab her in the back. I did not see that one. That one hit me out of the, out of the side. And then like, I, I knew blue fingers was going to be up to something, but like, I didn't know what. And so like the fact that he was like behind it all, I, I was still thinking it was going to be a uh, Trilides. So like, yeah. I yeah. he did a really good job of like, keeping all that low key and and like that's even like one of the quotes in the book is when last song is given uh siri advice it's like hey you know stay like in the middle somewhere until you're ready to like fully right. commit and i feel Which like that was like ultimately like that. the thing that she was like oh my god yeah like, yeah like she literally remembered that quote from light song and she was like holy shit it's blue fingers yeah, yeah. Like, that was the thing that came to her mind so yeah he did a really good job of tying everything back to all the setup um, when we get into our ratings, I still have a couple things that are like bugging me about this book that I think he's like fixed in some of his later books, but they're not huge things. I I did enjoy this book. Like after the second half, I can I can say I enjoyed this book. Um. Yeah, okay. Uh, so what what else do we need to go over with Siri and the God King? Like I thought. Uh, okay, I thought his magic once he finally got it. Oh yeah. was insane. Oh that yeah, was so yeah, sick. He went, he went like, nutty with it. He just pulls up and just ever all the colors around him are bending, and he's just got like these ropes flying everywhere. Tapish, bruh. Yeah, like lit. the whole castle is awakened basically, yeah. and he's like controlling everything. Yeah. The, yeah. This uh, book needs an adaptation for that scene specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and it well, was I, a good, it was a good, like, because, like, you expect him to be powerful throughout the whole book. And yeah. then, like, you get nothing from him. And then right at the end, there's payoff. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, I thought, like, I thought Siri and uh, Sisebron was going to be, like, the focal point of the book. And then they just have this, like, kind of quiet little romance. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's, that's almost the but whole it, thing for those two. Yeah, but it's, like, really good chemistry, too. And it's, like, it's like they're really funny together. Like, at one point, he, like, she's, you know, teaching him uh, sarcasm. And he's talking about she mentions not being a good seductress. And, uh, sorry and uh mentions not being a good seductress and um uh he she's like oh or he's like i think that was in one of my uh, stories and uh she's like uh yeah he's like i think she or uh he was trying or the witch was trying to offer them food <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, she's like yeah i'm sure you great interpretation said great 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 job <laughs> that cracked me up but yeah, I just I think their 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 chemistry in general was was really good, but it was really subtle too. It wasn't like up in your face. Yeah, yeah. Mostly yeah. you're just like seeing Siri learn about the priests and like the history of Halandrin, and like that, that's really all that's going on between the two of them right up until the end, which right. I think was cool because it was like a misdirection. It was like this is going to be the biggest conflict in the book, and then actually they like each other, and he's not an he's not an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then then you get to focus on Light Song, Vivenna, and Basher. 
Yeah. Right. And I, I'm kind of like, I'm interested to see like how they rebuild the kingdom and stuff too and what changes they make because I don't feel like the system's going to stay the same at all. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there is, like right now, Warbreaker is a standalone book, but in like Sanderson's Cosmere like outline, he eventually wants to create a sequel for Warbreaker. That with... would make so much sense, which we'll, right. we'll get into that later, but right. that would make and so I'll, much I'll tell sense. And I'll tell you what the pending title for it is. Are you ready? Go for it. Nightblood. Ah, uh, Okay. So that gives you something to think on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> something, something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, so let's let's uh go ahead and uh, jump into uh, Light Song. Honestly, okay. probably one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, like, why is that? I I love how witty he is. I love how he just like comes up with these things in his head, but he's also like, and. You, you know, he like talks like he puts himself down so much. But then they have that scene with he has that scene with Blush Weaver where she's like, "You're literally one of the best of the gods. You listen to everyone's problems. You go through every piece of art. You go through every poem. Um, you make all of us laugh, even when you're insulting us. You, like you, you're the mood around here, basically. And then you, obviously we find out that he gave his life up to save his niece. Like didn't like yeah just jumped. And then at the end, he gives his life up to save the kingdom, basically, to give the God King the ability to use... I don't know. It just, well, to just, save Idris, which is yeah. even like more selfless of him. He's just yeah. like, oh, I don't want all these people to die. And so he gives it up. It, it wasn't even for Helendrin or like himself or the God King. He was just like, I don't want people to suffer. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, his character, I, I almost feel like uh well I'll, I'll leave it i'll leave it it's cosmic connection stuff there's gonna be a lot of that <laughs> there that'll be a long episode um yeah but and then i don't know i just i feel like he's like such a good like he made me laugh throughout the whole book multiple times and he was just i don't know he, he was like i feel like like if i was like in the, this book that would be like my character like that's i'm a smart ass like that's what i like to do so yeah. I, I don't know i just i really connected with him in a lot of ways yeah, he's a good character. He's really funny. Like, legitimately, even in the first half when I was mostly, like, bitching and moaning about this book, Light <laughs> Song was really funny and, yeah. like, the best part of it. And then yeah. in the second half, like, it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he he's actually really smart. Like, starts to figure things out and then it's like... Yeah, so he starts, like, investigating around, trying to figure yeah. out, like, why is Blushweaver trying to make these plays for the, for the army or whatever? And, like, he starts looking into Mercy Star Palace and the break-in and he yeah. finds out about the tunnels and he starts finding out about all this stuff. And he like genuinely starts thinking, he's like, I used to be a detective in a past life. Like that's who I yeah. am and all this stuff. And Laramir is just sitting there, not telling him anything. Shaking his head, just shaking his fucking just head. Like, no. like think about the weight of that now yeah. that you know, yeah. like who he actually is. Like but, imagine being Laramir. Yeah. Also going back though, there's clues that he, he was like, not necessarily an accountant, but mess with numbers because there's multiple times it talks about how good he is with numbers and like when he's counting the priests and uh, there was another scene with, where it talks about how good he is with numbers. And so like there were clues too. like he's talking about, you know, he thinks he's a detective, but there there were clues that he wasn't either. Yeah. So. Yeah, th there were quite a few like references to him being good with numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And. 
you know, the whole time he's like, I probably wasn't really brave and all this other stuff. And then we found out, you know, he actually really died. He did die in a brave way twice. Right. Which, let's go ahead and talk about that. Like, um, whenever, so him and Laramir got locked up in the cage, right after, was it right after they slit Blush Weaver's throat? Yes. Uh, No, it was before. It was, it was before? before they, yeah, it was before they slipped Blush Reaver's throat. Uh, he's because he's talking about uh, give me lock picks and I'll figure out how to pick this lock. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, L- yeah. Laramir yeah. Laramir loses his shit and it's like you're a fucking accountant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're always getting me into shit. I'm so Dude, tired of this. <laughs> that that like chapter that section like even rereading it, I I forgot about Blush Weaver. And all that stuff happening, and like I for I did forget like how Light Song originally died. So like rereading that chapter, it was also like a revelation for me again about like what had happened. And I remember yeah. my jaw just dropping. Like, yeah, what? I was really shocked when they killed Blushweaver. I, yeah. I really yeah, didn't like, think. Yeah, like no no hesitation. Just like yeah, here she is, slit her throat, boom. But yeah. like honestly, like she really, I know like it. Her, her giving them the command, but she thought she was doing it for good. Like she wasn't. A, I don't feel like she was a bad character either. Right. Like, I felt like she had she had some very positive points. She right. thought what she was doing was right. It was kind of like it was kind of like when Vavina was being controlled by Dent and Tonkva. Yeah. Like Blushweaver yeah. was just being controlled by these other people. You know. Yeah. So R.I.P. Blushweaver. Yep. And yep. Light Song, or IP Light Song. Oh man, yeah. So so after he finds out who he is, he remembers that um, he saved his niece. Um, yep. The ship was the Red Panther. That's why he kept seeing the Red Panther. Yep. And uh, he saved his niece. And I honestly like I started tearing up a little bit whenever Larmar was talking to him about that's why he believes in the religion was because if if the if the d- divine magic or whatever. Uh, is real and it brought you back after saving you know my daughter yeah. my daughter then this religion has to be real you know what i'm saying oh. yeah and so and hey laramar's Lair- a ride or die too he really is he really is <laughs> he sees light song running it running with that sword knowing light song has no idea how to how to use a sword and he's like well here we go and jumps on some dude's back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he didn't think and, twice and then when they're trying to like sneak through the uh uh, Mercy, Mercy Weaver, Mercy Star, Mercy Star. They're trying to uh, sneak through Mercy Star's place to get to the tunnels. Um, and he looks through the window and he sees the guards. And he's like, "How do we do this?" And then Light Sounds like, "Second plan." <laughs> and he just like stands up, puffs his chest out, and starts walking past the guards. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> Laramar's just back there shaking his head, like what? And he, like Laramar and the guard are looking at him in shock. <laughs> and Light Sounds just going with it. Yeah. Yeah, Light Song. I definitely think Light Song might be my favorite character for the book. So, yeah, yeah. which it, okay, it was a little weird to me that he could like he could use his breath to heal Sisebron's tongue specifically. I don't really get how that so fits it, into it the was magic just, system. It was if just to makes... heal. It, it was to heal a person in general. Yeah. So like, so like the petitions and everything that they that he's been receiving every single morning since he's waked up, like people come to petition to the gods and be like, I have this disease. I have this yeah. issue. Please cure me. And if that's how gods die, essentially, is yeah. they say... Well, right. No, no. I, I get that breath part. Is, I get that part. Breath, it's breath, just is the... in, it, breath is intent, too. They say that multiple times in the book. Like you, you, So, like, when he was giving his breath, his intention was probably, hey, uh, heal his tongue. 
Yeah. Right, right. But then the only thing that the breath can do outside of like the returns breath being able to heal people is awaken things. And so like I don't really get how it just heal I don't know. Usually Sanderson's systems are like bulletproof and that was a little weird to me. Well, I don't I don't So like the returned have one breath, but it's yeah. a more powerful breath. It's a it, it's, it's a, a breath so powerful breath. it gets to the fifth heightening. Yeah. yeah, and that's why they can heal people because if you remember, the fifth heightening is when you give people or when you have immortality or whatever, basically right. agelessness or something. Yeah, yeah. agelessness. Well, so, Severum like, was already at the tenth heightening though, so that's why it's a little right. But like, but they cut his tongue out after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just nitpicking. I'm I'm splitting yeah, yeah, yeah. hairs. No, it, no, does, no, it doesn't good, really yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's just kind yeah. of I was like, huh? But yeah, so yeah. Well, that's how that works. Yeah. Okay, well y- y'all want to get into the Vena? Honestly, probably I mean, I, I love the way that Sanderson handled this character. Oh my god. It was after after spending an entire episode bitching about Vivenna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She could not be m- more like <laughs> transformed in the second half of the book. I, I think he handled it perfectly. He he put her in the gutter with everybody else, kicked her off her high horse, and she like got down in the dirt literally and saw how everybody else lived and was like, "Hey, I can wear pants and all this other stuff because <laughs> I literally walked around a shift. I can eat fish because I went hungry." Like it was just, it was so realistic to me as far as like someone like. Uh, a perspective shift. Yeah, like, a perspective shift, um, and made so much sense. And I, lo- I just, I love the way that it, she was handled, and honestly, became a character I enjoyed at the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the book, I was like, oh, okay, I, yeah, this is a character I can hang out with. Which, yeah. if we saw, like we said last episode, like somebody that, like we literally didn't feel like we even needed her character. We hated her character. So for that big of a shift, I thought that was a really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a testament to like to Sanderson because I like I could not have had more problems with this book in the first half, and like Vivina was just that was crazy. It was crazy how much he did with that character in like two chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and if 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 you pay attention to like some of the stuff she's saying, like in the chapters leading up to her uh, uh, be- uh, getting to where she's. Uh, begging and stuff like she mentions multiple times about like so like in one chapter she'll be like i hate fish i'll never eat this this stuff and at one point she's like how could anyone become a prostitute and it's just multiple times you see stuff and then like when she's begging and stuff you see the opposite she's like i'll do anything yeah i'll eat whatever i'll and she's like almost becoming a prostitute and like all this other stuff and it's just like like, it's literally like like, direct she even tries selling her hair because like she's like oh i can grow this back but like in order to grow her hair back she has to eat and she's not getting enough money to grow her like to buy food to eat well if i remember correctly she gave herself a time like she was like if i'm hungry for the x amount longer i'll go sell my body yeah, like he, yeah. he, she was to that point of like desperation, and then the scene where she she talks to the little boy who kicked her out of the the alleyway, yeah, is like a full circle moment where you're like, okay, she's legitimately a better person now. Yeah, yeah, like she has real empathy and like depth now. Yeah, Vivenna yeah. had the most character growth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, 
And so, like we were, like I was saying, I did not see Diff betraying her that leads up to the character growth. Glad yeah. he did. Glad we got the character growth. I just I didn't see that coming. And like I said, that's usually not how when I'm reading books, like I'm looking for stuff like that. And I just I didn't see it. Right. Even Once she saw he's... the dead animals on the wall, though, that was when I was like, oh, my God, Tonkfa is a serial killer. Yeah, then... that's, <laughs> I knew that. I knew then, too. But like but like. It's just so funny because, like, when we're reading the first half, like, we're literally, we're Vivenna. Because, like, Denth is saying all this stuff about mercenaries, like, telling her, basically, like, don't trust me. And Tonkfall is giving us multiple hints that he's a torturer. And and we're just like, nah, oh, he's these, got mercenary yeah. humor. Quirky guys. <laughs> yeah, quirky Look, guys. Yeah. They've got her best <laughs> interest in mind. I just, I just, I thought it was so funny because, like, we're basically Vivenna. Like we fell for the same, we fell for the same trick. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really hits though. Whenever like she finally escapes Vasher, she goes back and she sees Parlin just like hung up. Oh uh, yeah. Like, no, what's going on? And then like Tonkfa's like, we knew you're like, when'd you find out or whatever? And it's like, you're still confused. Like what's going on? Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> It's what just off, the domino yeah. effect of like, oh, I've been wrong this whole time. Oh no, what's gonna happen? Yeah, oh. that was that was the moment where I got excited to finish the book. Yeah, like yeah. that was where I was like, oh my god, I gotta see where this goes. And all the stuff they they were doing up to that stuff started making more sense too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was I'm a about, yeah. huge payoff, right? Like in that one moment, there was so much payoff. Yeah. yeah really cool and then Vivenna gets involved with Vasher right if we want to go into Vasher yeah well well, real quick he starts teaching Vivenna like how to start awakening stuff and like gives her a sword and tries to show her you know here's how you hold it and she's like I'm not gonna know how to do this he's like but if you know how to hold it you're gonna cause people to like hesitate and that's that 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 moment counts you know what I'm saying yeah so and she ends up using that at the at the end she well, holds... she gets so good so quick too. Yeah, yeah. Which she, she kind of that that does seem to get explained a little bit because they have the blood of the first returned, the, yeah. the first returned. Um, so they're maybe like like naturally skilled. Yeah. It. Well, she's strong willed too, and like we were talking, breath a lot. A lot of it is intent. So like, it makes sense. But it was just it was funny because Vasher's basically like, Hey, you, these commands are really complicated. You can't do these yet and then she just like uses the same words he used and <laughs> uses it. <laughs> Awakens yeah. and stuff like he does. Yeah. But one of the things was we were talking about Parlin. I like the scene right before that when he's like uh you know, he's obviously into jewels and Vivenna is jealous of him, and he's like, "Why would we be together? You've yeah. never even been nice yeah, to me. Never been nice to me. <laughs> that's like yeah, that, that was a really that good moment too. <laughs> it's just kind of like I think that's the start of like um, people being like, "Yeah, why is Vivenna like the way she is? Like she thinks Parlins and her were supposed to get, like what is all this stuff? Like Vivenna's on a high horse. It's horrible, and then everything just goes south, and it's just the biggest reality check for her that she's ever had in her life." And as much as I loved Parlin, he needed to die for her to to realize yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Poor little plot device Parlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, her her kick in the ass was uh I mean it wasn't fun to read because I mean she was at, in the dumps, but like it was satisfying. Right. I guess. Right. 
But we can uh, we can move on to Vasher now, I think, and, and talk a little bit about Vasher. Or <laughs> 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 sorry, peacemaker, Warbreaker, the peaceful, Warbreaker, the oh, peaceful. Oh yeah. So uh, was he was he the first returned? I no? think so. Yes. Okay. Mm, I don't. Or I think he was one of the first that? five. Yeah, so well, well no, they, the had the they had yeah, the five scholars. Yeah, one of the five scholars. There you go. I think he was the first return, though, was he? Well, I'm actually, he sure. would have he would have to be because the first returned was the first uh, God King, right? And that's who yes. had, and that's where and that's what the line the... came from. Yeah, and that's what started the yeah, yeah. And Shashara was his wife. I'm, or I'm assuming. I think it says that, but. They were Doesn't together. It? I think they I said know. They it's all in together. the last chapter in the epilogue, so I'm flipping through it real quick. But I think you're right. So would that maybe be? I'm wondering how they, because you know it mentions in the book they still don't know how the first returned had a kid, and I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm wondering about that. Maybe returned can only have kids with other returned. I don't know. No, because it talks about all the time. It was in the beginning of the book. It talks about how the returned still like to uh, try to have kids. Surely one of them would have yeah. had one. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But yeah, so I mean, so he's um, Warbreaker the Peaceful. He's Khaled. He's the dude who made these uh, Khaled's Phantoms, which were in front of you guys the entire time. Yeah, whole the, time. The Dataleer yes, statues. The Dataleer statues. I remember the first time I read this book, like. I, like, I pictured those statues so vividly in my mind, like, that they're just all over the place. Because, like, when Vivenna's begging, that's where she's begging. Like, she's begging on statues, like, because they're just everywhere. And she's like, oh, I'll just lean up against the statue today or whatever. And I'm just like, this is weird that they have statues. And then at the end of the book, they march out of the city. And I'm like, what? Like, I just thought it was pretty dope. But Vasher was the one who was in charge of... Or Vasher was the one who made those, and it turns out that the reason the God King has so many breaths is because Vasher gave that to him to hold on. Yeah, those were his breaths originally. So that way, whenever it was time to use the Daedalir again, he was ready. And like that's why, and he's like, I'm the one who's responsible for cutting out your tongue. And it's because like he's had, or like all the priests knew from past religions that that's why you cut out his tongue. Was because the breaths are not the god kings, they're they're vashers essentially. So yeah, I thought that He's was super using them cool. As a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting. Well, okay. Did it did it ever actually say how the god kings just passed their their they, so breaths you, on? Yeah, when you get to the tenth heightening, you can um, uh, awaken through will. You don't you don't have to say anything, right? Oh, but they hadn't trained him. Yeah, to right. Do it. right. That's right. Okay, because I was thinking the the kind of like lazy part of the, the ending to me was the like you don't actually have to be pregnant. Like we can just say you're pregnant, and then we have this returned infant somewhere randomly. Right. Yeah. Like that was a little that was a little goofy to me. But then I guess if if they were lying about. See, I don't know. It's just weird that the priests like are devout, but they also know that they're lying about portions of the religion. Right. Well, I mean, what's new? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> but um, so, like, they they are devout in the iridescent tones, but then they also know that, like, 
the God King doesn't actually have a stillborn that is returned. Like it just kind of randomly happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I don't remember. No, Bluefinger says that, but he says it's not what it's not what's real. It's what people believe. Yeah. And so I'm sure a lot of that stuff they just have to keep up the act because it's what people believe. Right. And Plus, also, it's, it's easier to do all that stuff if yeah. people just. Yeah. I'm also pretty sure, like the like only like Susabron's priests, like only the ones who are like around him, like his inner circle of priests, know the truth. Like Laramar yeah. had no idea. Like most priests of the religions, like I would say, like ninety five percent of the priests of the religions don't know that fact. Like they yeah, believe yeah. everything hundred percent. It's just well, Bluefingers, Bluefingers didn't either, and he said he's been uh, the God King scholar for yeah a, his life basically. Do we think that Vasher set it up that way intentionally? Like he designed the religion to function this way? I think he could have. He might have. Yeah. I mean, we know Vasher's extremely intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Even even by the way he fights, like he should have lost that duel with Denth, but he he won just off because he's smart. Right. And like he, he's tactical. He's a tactical fighter. He uses everything around him. We see that multiple times with rope, with claw, whatever he can get his hands on. Right. Yeah. Well, even when he's got night blood out, he's just slashing walls, turning them to smoke, so he can get back to Vivenna faster. Yeah. And like, yeah. Dude, he was it, he does not care. What, the scene was it the scene? Yeah, the scene with um where he's like sl- standing on the table and slicing through the ceiling and jumping up. Yeah. Dude, that was so dope to visualize. Like, oh, I want a movie adaptation so bad, so I can see that. Oh, like, dude, I have I have some night blood comments when we get to Cosmere connections. Oh yeah. Well, well, real quick, let's talk about Nightblood because we found out how he was created. Um, Shashara. Yeah. Yeah, Shashara put a, a thousand breaths into him. Yeah. A thousand breaths, and they gave him a command, destroy evil. So that's why yeah. he's, let's go destroy evil. But they found out that the problem was he doesn't understand, like, he only sees, like, things as evil or not evil. Whereas, like, yeah. humans... They have both in them. You know what I'm saying? So well, he's even always... then, though, like he he mentions multiple times, like I don't know what evil is. <laughs> yeah, right. He's he's pretty honest with Vena about that. He's well, like, I'm not like... quite sure what that is, but let's we go can do kill it. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's like last episode. I brought up how they remind me of like AI, like Terminator type shit, and that it like even gets like even more. I see that in the, this half because it's like protect humans, and then they interpret that as well. <laughs> you got to kill humans to protect them because they're, you know, self-destructive. So, like, I see that in uh, Nightblood. He's like, destroy evil. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a iRobot thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's it's sentient enough to make decisions, but not to, like, judge humans. Yeah. Well, so do we do we think that Nightblood is learning any of that stuff though? It does seem like he's learning and like I do growing. I agree. I know I know at one point uh Vasher says that um animated or awakened objects can't uh grow, but I disagree with that and like they also mentioned multiple times that they don't know as much they barely know anything about breath. So like I I think that he's growing too. <laughs> I think he he's kind of learning what evil is and all that stuff. He's obviously loyal to yeah. Va- Vasher, and at, at one point he even says something like, um, "Well, if you believe it, then it must be so," or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, oh, I also your think judgment the, is best, is what he says. I think that the, like, lust for Nightblood that, that he inspires, like, the reason that Vasher always just throws him in his sheath and, like, leaves him to yeah. murder people, uh, I think that's really cool. And I'm, like, curious how how that functions. Well, like, what the... Like, I'm yeah. sure... Especially if we get Nightblood as, like, a sequel eventually we'll we'll figure that out but yeah. that's one of the coolest things to me like the scene where they're just beating each other to death with him still in the sheath yeah <laughs> in the but it only, it only affects certain people so like one, one of the things i was thinking of is like i wonder if it's like a scale and like if if like your evil is just a little bit higher than your your good then it calls to you like that but if right. your good's a, a little higher it just like makes you nauseous when you're near it because we see that with uh Favena and the serving girl that he pulls it out on to figure out where Siri's at, she gets nauseous. But like she's not drawn to it. Right. Right. Yeah, she's not she's not hungry for it. Like the all the hired goons are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, while we were kind of like talking about Nightblood Shashara and Denth, did you guys notice Denth's name? Like his actual name. Oh, I uh, I did. Something I Trel- it's, it's something Trelides. Yeah, so his name's uh, Vara Trelides. Yeah. And what's the name of Susabron's priest? Trelides. Do you think there's a connection there? He might have been uh, uh, Vasher's priest. Because I think that... Oh, oh yeah, that would be really interesting. But but no, they were they were all the five scholars. Right. right, like Shashara and Vasher and Denth, and then um, the guy yes, he killed in the duel. Still, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I literally, I found that I, I as as I was reading over it, because I'm pretty sure they only say Varchalides twice in the book. Yeah, and so I'm gonna be honest. I looked that up. Uh, okay, because <laughs> I, I saw that same thing, and I was I was like I was like really confused. I was like, are these two people related? And that's when I saw that spoiler I told you all about. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. But basically, what it said when I looked it up, which this could be wrong, um, is that Trilogies is more of like a title. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do hope that we get that sequel and get yeah. some of these things like more fleshed out. Um, yeah. But as well, like a also... self-contained story, I thought this was, this yeah, was yeah. pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. You wanna... We also found out that the uh, the return can feed off their extra breasts to stay alive. Yeah. Which, yeah, which but... we had kind of postulated that already, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the priests only give them one breath a week, so. Yeah. Just enough to keep Except them alive. Except the God King, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the, then, the God King's a bank, so... Yeah, and we also figure out... So, at, uh, at the end... Because we see... Uh, uh, Vasher, he's able to give all his breath away. And... Uh, he At the end, uh, Vivenna asks him, How do you do that? And he says, That's my secret. <laughs> yeah. There are so definitely like, lots of secrets really still left, so... Yeah. Yeah, and, and Vasher could, like, alter people's memory, too. Yeah, well, that and the girl and the dog were naturally drawn to him. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. The, so, like, I thought it said that maybe it was because of his, uh, the quality of his breath, but, like, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like there's there's more to that of why they would be naturally like just drawn to him. Yeah, I don't know. I spent a lot of time thinking about that. Like, I I guess it I guess it's saying that his his returned breath is what draws things to him and like lets him cheat basically. But, oh, but that's the deal. He doesn't have his returned breath anymore. Remember at the beginning, because he's like he he's like I can jump to the fifth heightening anytime I want, but I right. do that. So he keeps it somewhere. He keeps his return breath somewhere. Oh well, he he used it at the end though, right? When he's talking to Cesebron, like on the parapets or whatever. Yeah, that's how he gets oh. that form. I have a yeah, theory. so it's, like... it's in a cloth on him somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Do we uh we want to move on into our our ratings and final thoughts? Um. Let's see. We didn't talk about Denth much. Oh yeah, we did. That was that was a big character. Like he had the biggest grudge. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was the character we liked the most in the first half. Yeah. It seemed like. Well, it so like I kind of get why he got it. he has a grudge because. Obviously, he says that they were best friends and that uh, Shashara was his sister. And we see that Vasher killed her because she was – it seems like she was kind of, like, egotistical. Like, she's like, hey, look what I made. Because it talks about how um, Yes still created the Icker that goes in the lifeless. And so, like, it really put a drive in her to do something. And, like, she gives all the lifeless – or the one-word lifeless commands to everybody. And then she makes the sword, and he's worried that – she's gonna like tell other people and so just like knowing his character like i feel like there's way more to that because i don't feel it feel like he would kill her just based off like an idea that she would go tell people how to do that well i think i think he had to have been pissed at her already for the one breath lifeless commands and then she creates nightblood or or vice versa well right? he like helped he already... helped he helped create nightblood so i don't think it's the creation of nightblood that was the problem I mean, right. it might have but then he's the worried. Problem. He's worried that she's going to tell other people other about people how to do it. Yeah, and then all the lifeless are going to have sentient swords. swords. Wait, and, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, you know, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be pretty awful. But yeah, there it does seem like there'd be more to that. I, I just feel like maybe she was being resistant and being like, "No, what's the what's the issue? Like, fuck it, Hallandrin for life, bro." <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, and then we see that so, not blood. So like, uh, we were talking about how like why he makes them do that. At one point, he says uh he controlled like he controlled the fishermen. So like it's not like a crazy reaction. Like he's controlling. He's in charge of the controlling these people. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, d does it say that he controlled him? Because I mean, he yeah, kind of just talked says, to him uh, and told him what to do. Yeah, well, that's what he says, though. He says, um, uh, I'd have to find the quote, but he basically says, like, uh, he did he did this stuff because I told him to. Huh. Well, I, I can't say that's surprising. He's, like, crazy. Nightblood is, like, crazy powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, I, like, don't, the, I don't feel the like... The fisherman a... probably just has his one breath. But I'm wondering why he's so powerful, because I don't feel like a thousand breaths would do it. Because, like, we see other people get close to a thousand, and, like, they've got a lot of power, but not near like that. Well, but they said well, a lot of... he also eats... Oh, go ahead. Uh, they... Vasher said that a lot of, like, the magic that uh, that he can use is lost, like, p 
people forgot how to use it and Vasher said that's for the best. And yeah. so there's still tons of stuff that people don't know how to like there's so much potential with this but he's not sharing it because you know he yeah. doesn't want another many more. Exactly. But my thing my my theory with Nightblood is like he sucks uh, all the breath out of Vasher while he's using him. So I think anytime he's drawn he's like sucking up breath from and anything <laughs> he kills yeah, like, that makes sense. I, so I think he's like banking breath every time he he cuts something or he's like drawn. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it talks about how he makes colors deeper, and like so, like uh, the God King he brightens everything around him, but like Nightblood makes everything deeper. It said makes them, like so it said it made like reds burgundy and like blues navy. So like he could have so much power or so much breath that he changes the colors around him yeah and he could also have higher quality breaths too because he came straight from like shashara and vasher yeah so it could be kind of like the returned breath being like higher quality yeah and then we figure out that the return can make themselves look like any anything they want yeah that was a crazy revelation too yeah it's it's all about how they see themselves or whatever yeah. Yeah. Which I, I want to know. Light Song says that the, like he's Light Song the Bold because he died in a brave way. How did Blushweaver end up as as the <laughs> goddess that she was? So, How did she die? So in, in the book, um, well, you know, she's the god. She was originally the goddess of honesty before she got switched to beauty. It mentions that. In yeah. The book. Well, she's still the the goddess of like honesty and communication. Yeah. So, um in the uh in the book or the the book on the phone, uh the e- ebook. Um I, I don't know if the physical copy has this, but it's got like uh chapter each chapter has like a um uh afterword or whatever from uh uh Sanderson. Oh no, I uh, don't. Or, yeah, it's got like an anno- it's got annotations for each Ooh. chapter. Yeah, and so one of them that I read, which I didn't get to read all of them, I wish I, I could have, but one of them uh, I read was talking about how she got her her name. Um, she went. There was like some merchants, or no, there's some die people, maybe. Anyways, they were like cheating the system, and she like went to court and testified against them and told the truth, and they killed her for it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. That that makes some sense. Interesting. I guess she just saw herself as a as a busty lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she could have just been naturally attractive, and then everyone tells her, "Hey, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful," and it, she slowly starts to become more beautiful. You know? Right. Yeah, because of her like self perception. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a cool thing to throw in there—the fact that the return can shapeshift. I really, <laughs> I, I think this book is like ripe for a sequel, especially with like all the stuff that references it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and just, I think it'd be really good with the way Sanderson has grown as a writer too. Oh yeah. Because this well, came out before way of Kings. And so, yeah. And and his exposition is the thing about his writing that I always struggle with. But then once he gets everything rolling downhill, I'm like totally glued to my seat, like yeah. reading along. Yeah. So I think now that he's got the world set up and the characters established, it would be so cool to read like 
Vavena and Vasher's adventures and like how Siri and Sisebron are like faring at court and everything. Yeah. Which we didn't talk about that either. Where uh where they're going. Where Vasher and uh Vavena are going to see yeah. yes deal and some dictator. Yeah, and they're like bringing back the two cities that were destroyed in the mini war. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some dictators trying to bring the those cities back and yeah, uh, yes deals. Yeah, yes, still yeah. helping him, and it said he had a new invention. Yeah. Ah, okay. Do we think it's like a different type of lifeless, maybe? Well, he made the Icker, so maybe it's like... A more efficient lifeless, yeah. or... I don't know. Uh, it didn't really give us much yeah, to speculate about. Yeah, it didn't give us about. much, yeah. Uh, until we get into connections. Yeah, which we'll get there later. <laughs> I can get there pretty soon. Yeah, pretty um, soon. But yeah, anything else? Are we ready else? to do our ratings? Yeah. I am. All right, let's go ahead and kick it off with characters. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you guys rate these characters in this book? What's in you want to start? Uh, sure. So I would say a 6. No, a 5. I'll do it. Really? Okay. Yeah, and if not for okay, so Vavina's arc over the whole story is fantastic, but then Sebron isn't really—he's kind of two-dimensional. Even by the end of the story, he's kind of two-dimensional. Like he—he's not a bad character. He's just not like the deepest. I feel character. like he was kind of a background character, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, but same thing for me with Siri, where she's really not a focal point, and she's not like the deepest character. She's a totally fine, totally serviceable character that I don't. I don't hate, but she's just not like the deepest, most like endearing character. Uh, Light Song was fantastic. Vasher got fantastic, but he was kind of just the silent. I mean, he was like Batman, right? Like, he yeah, just, he had like, just like, oh, I feel like, yeah, but I feel like, okay, so I, I feel like in the first half of the book, Dent was the Vasher character. And then in the last half of the book, Vasher was the Vasher character, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. Uh, but yeah, so Vasher got better in the second half and i started to like really like him in the second half uh but aside from like I, they're just not the deepest characters i think he could definitely fix that with another book and like letting me spend more time with them but just in this like self-contained story i think the characters are like they from half one to half two they go from like a three to a seven so i'm saying a five okay like, overall okay Dylan, what about you? So, like, I'm kind of approaching it a different way. Like, I'm not really like I, I feel like there was some deep, definitely deepness to um, some of the characters, but like, I'm going off like how well I enjoy reading the characters and uh, just all that. And I'm gonna say like a seven five to an eight. I loved Light Song. Uh, Vavina made a complete turnaround. I enjoyed her character at the end. Uh, Siri was very intelligent. I enjoyed like watching her try to figure things out. I enjoy. I liked the hell out of Dent before he, you know, <laughs> switched sides. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Sisebron, Like, I kind of agree with Whitson, and, and like I said, he was to me he was more of a background character. But like, even when we did figure him out, like we saw him kind of grow and start learning stuff. Um, Blush Weaver, I, I I enjoyed her character just because of her banter with Light Song and like how she kept up. And then mm -hmm. we see that at the end, like she was actually trying to do things for the right reason. Um, and Laramar, I like Laramar too. 
having yeah. to put up with lot. So, so I, I really, I really like the characters. Yeah. Like uh, five might be too. I, I, okay, maybe maybe a six. Okay, you, you convinced me. You convinced me. <laughs> five is a little a little rude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about you? What about um, you I'm gonna say an eight, and I think the reason I'm that high is because um there never once was like a chapter that I like got to and I'm like, oh, I don't want to read this character. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every time I flipped and it's like, oh, it's Vivina. Like obviously in the beginning of the book, we don't really like Vivina that much, but granted I knew what was going to happen. So it's like, I was excited yeah. about it. I never really was like, oh, well, dude, Viv- we got another light song chapter that I have to get through before I yeah. can get to, you know, <laughs> Vash or whatever. So, um, and I also just really think like, the characters were very well written too, so Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like Vivena's early chapters were saved by like the the mercenaries and what they yeah, were yeah. doing and what was going on. And then like her later chapters, it's like, hey, I'm growing as a person, I'm learning awakening. Like she like I said, she really changed. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about setting. Setting. Um I okay, I guess I can go first. Um uh seven and a half okay the the dye industry and like the court of the gods and all the statues like that there's a lot of imagery in this book and a lot of like really cool like set pieces i guess and and they were referenced in like meaningful ways like the statues coming to life and like the the flowers being the like cornerstone of the halandrin um economy like I thought the setting was really good. Yeah. It's, you know. So, you finish what you said? No, it's okay. I got got, got my point out. Um, So, I really agree with the fact, I love the setting we see. So, I I love Totelar, like, we see the Court of the Gods, we got a big black pyramid with, like, multicolored houses all around it all the colors all the fanciful dressing and then like uh like Whitson was saying the statues are really cool i'm, I'm gonna give it like a, a a seven and the only reason it's not higher is because we only saw one city i feel like like we saw a little bit of uh adrian idrius yeah idris idris but as far as like the rest of the world and like again that could be easily fixed in a second book right but like the, the setting we see was awesome, but we, yeah. like I said, we just kind of stayed in the one city, and you know, had the slums too. There's always, you know, yeah, yeah, which is gonna, obviously going to be darker color, and yeah, so. yeah. I'm also going to give it a seven, um, for pretty much the same reasons. Like the setting that we see is amazing, and I love how interactive the magic of this world is with the setting, setting because it literally yeah. changes how things look around you. And yeah. I, it's just such a dope image. It's it's dope imagery in your mind is like you're reading through this. Like you can really see like the walls darkening and things like that. So, yeah, I give it a seven. Okay. And what about plot? For plot, oh, um, man, it's it's tough because man, uh, five and a half. I'm gonna say five and a half. It wraps up pretty well, but I feel like there's still some loose loose ends and plot holes, and like some plot devicey stuff. Right. But I, th- I think he does a, a a pretty good job of tying everything together at the end, and I don't think that it's like 
I don't think that the plot is stupid. I don't, I don't right. think it's bad. It's just not like the best thing I've ever read, but it's also, it's, it's worth reading. Yeah. Like over, like the, just the overall story structure. Like it's not, it's not bad. It's just right. not my favorite. Yeah. Okay. So my deal with plot, I kind of find it hard to rate because <clears throat> throughout the entire book, we have all these different people doing all this different stuff. And in the end, none of it matters. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, which is cool because it's a giant red herring, you know? Yeah. It's a giant yeah, red yeah. herring. But it's like, how do you write plot when 75% of the book is basically the characters chasing their tails around? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. like all that stuff, they tried to start the war, all that stuff, stuff they tried to prevent the war. Like, and that's the thing also like that I don't get is why was Dent trying to do all this stuff to start the war when they were just going to steal all the lifeless commands anyways? I mean, I know they I guess technically they had to get it all on. They wanted uh, Blush Weaver to have all of them. And so they got it down to two people. But, like, if you're already going to kill two gods, why not kill four gods? Right. Well, they were well, trying to justify it for the masses. Yeah, I for Pon Call. So, they, they were trying, they were being paid by Pon Call to do the job. And, like, Vasher even right. said the thing about, like, why are you a mercenary now, Denth? And, like, even Denth, like, felt, like, kind of shameful in that moment, too, or whatever. Well, so, yeah. well, my thing is, like, maybe there are things, maybe, maybe my rating for this book would be higher if I reread it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and could pick up on some of the clues. Yeah, but like I was to saying, me, I... it didn't feel like you could really like reasonably predict that Pon Call would like no matter how deep you were digging into it on a first read, I don't think you could predict that Pon Call was going to be the one behind everything. But, but that's a good thing to me too. Yeah, it's but... not the it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of uh, I've I've seen right. this like red herring thing done better elsewhere. Okay, is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. So. I would I would rate the plot probably about a six, and I think the reason why it's so low for me is I also agree with you guys. Like it's hard to like see everything coming, um, and even on a reread. Like you, whenever like you read about Blue Fingers' interactions with Siri, like there's little hints, but like you have to know that they're there in order to see them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but an, one of my biggest issues with the plot, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I didn't get into it, was at the end of the book in the Sanderlanch. It's like, you know how every, like, TV show or every book or whatever, when it has, like, all the action happening, it's like all the characters know a part of the puzzle. If they would just get together and tell each other, then they would know. Yeah. In this book, it felt like all the other characters had different, like, pieces of the puzzle of information. But well, instead they still of... wouldn't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But this, instead of, like, them getting together and sharing the information and them figuring out, it's just, like, whenever they needed to figure it out, it, they figured it out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, uh, Light Song uh, finally like is next to the God King, and he he looks over and he goes, oh, he has no tongue. Oh, that makes sense. And that's just like that. That's that. And the, and the same with like Vivena and Vasher. They're like, we need to go. Like, we need the God King's breath or whatever. Or what was they saying about the army? Like, how are we gonna stop the army going on? And they're like, well, let's just go talk to the God King first. Yeah, let's like, just go ask. How him. do you know that he's able to talk? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it, it just yeah. felt very like. No one like the 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 central conflict of like everyone having bits of information. No one shared it, and yet it was still figured out. And yeah, it, it was figured out suddenly. It. Yeah, it was figured out suddenly too, which was the the thing for me. But that's my only complaint with it. I still really love this book. Like I do too, and that's why that's why it was so hard for me to 
great yeah. uh, the plot because I like the way it was written. Like right. I enjoyed the red herring aspect of it, but like that's not really plot to me. Like plot to me is like when everything kind of comes together. Yeah, and, like it did, but like like you said, in kind of like a pie in the face kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was how it left me feeling. Was like, oh, the plot just kind of happened all of a sudden. Yeah, and it was like it was. It was a little unsatisfying. I mean, look, the, the the by the end of the book, I was like happy with it, right? But but it's still in the moment. I was just like, well, okay. But aside from Vivenna helping the mercenaries, like none of the characters had anything to do with this, right? Yeah, like this was this just could have happened anyways, right? That see, and that was my whole deal with it. Like they could have had the the pawn call people could have had the exact same plan of. They could have took four gods instead of two and got the lifeless commands. They could have still uh, killed the god king and the uh, Siri to, and made it look like what they were trying to make it look like. And they didn't, they didn't even need an Idrian daughter to do right. any of it. They could have just pinned the death of the god king on Idris. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does make it e- well. They they wanted the Idrian. It did daughter make it though. easier. Yeah, yeah, and they wanted the Idrian daughter to make the Idrians mad at at them too because they didn't want the idrians running up in the mountains and hiding right right yeah. which does make some sense but like also they could have just had idrians rioting and and halandrin yeah. and probably well i just killed. i feel like the whole like court of the gods thing just didn't matter like like most of the book is trying to con- convince them to start the war but at the end of the day the pong call people could have just did their plan and they would have started the war anyways Without yeah, I egg. feel like, but they I were like using the court more... of the gods to do that, though. You know what I'm saying, right? But there was like no political intrigue. Like you never spent any time in the court of the gods where they're Except like for the voting very last... and like, yeah, Except yeah. They, the they, they're vote. not like they're not ever trading power or like there's not any consequence for the court of the gods right up until the end with the lifeless commands. Right. But again, but again, I don't feel like it was needed. Like I feel like the court of gods could have just been left out because like that plan works without any political thing going on right like yeah. if the god king dies and siri dies uh they're gonna have a war anyways you know what i mean yeah yeah the whole the whole kind of blush weaver like side plot with the lifeless is kind of kind of useless because they could have just gone individually to the it, yeah, it, yeah. It, and that's not to take away i really enjoyed the book it's right. a good book i would suggest reading the book it's just like if i'm nitpicking it's like the plot was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if we're doing ratings for every book, I'm looking at our schedule for the rest of the year, and it's got some tough competition. So you know, <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah, that's, that's there's nothing yeah. wrong with being honest yeah. about it. So, but like, like I said, or we all, I think we all unanimously recommend this book. Like, this yeah, is a fun, this is a fun book. This is a great Sanders. And uh, we should also, I don't know about y'all, but attend to me is like outstanding oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like attend to me would be words of radiance <laughs> you oh, mean, oh i don't know you mean about Oathbreaker? that you mean Oathbreaker? Oh, oof, oof, <laughs> <No. I don't. laughs> hey we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in cosmic connection <laughs> um but uh but yeah um, does that does that do it for book two i think that does i think that um, does it for book two Make sure, guys, that you uh, you share, like, subscribe, follow on your preferred platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, so we have YouTube comments, which we ask that you keep spoiler-free up to the points of the book that we're in. Obviously, we just finished this book, so feel free to talk freely about it. But keep the Cosmere connections out of the comments uh, because there might be some people who haven't fully read the Cosmere 
um, into into that. So, uh, Dylan, next month's book, you want to say it again for those? Yep, yep. Uh, it's Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff, and we're going to read the prologue through chapter two. So we're going to really read chapter one, two, and the prologue for next awesome. Uh, episode. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and end the episode here and go into our Cosmere Connections. So this gives you some time to click off the video or the podcast if you have not read uh, the rest of the Cosmere. We're going to mainly be discussing things in Stormlight Archive up to Dawn Shard, um, not Rhythm of War. So you can stick around if you haven't read Rhythm of War. Um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, end the episode here for for that. So we hope you guys have a good one. Thanks for watching. Thanks. All right. Cosmere Connections this is, time. We know. Juicy one. <laughs> right, I want to start off. We know I love Wit. Right. Hoyd uses the same storytelling method as Wit with the sand, and he says, I learned the method many years ago from a man who didn't know who he was in a distant place where two lands meet and gods have died. Okay. Well, can I can I break your heart a little bit here, Dylan? What? Yasna calls Wit Hoyd. Does he really? Yep. Yeah. Yasna, so we finally meet Wit. Yasna... <laughs> yep. breaks my heart. Hoyd. That makes me happy that I know who he is. <laughs> well, you sounded so excited yeah. for that revelation. <laughs> okay, the but second, now I'm... the second he said Hoyd, I was like, oh my god, Wit's in this book. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm wondering though. Who he learned the storytelling method from, and what land he was in. Well, it's it definitely sounds like he was in this world. Well, that's what I was. Two lands meet where and gods, gods have, have died. died. Right. Well, it said a distant place where two lands meet and gods have died. Okay, but what what I want to know, and I mean, this is this is like the big, big, big question, right? How in the hell do uh, Azure and Zyle end up on Roshar? How the fuck do they make that? Okay, journey? so let, 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 let's real quick talk about that. So, um, in case you are reading along, and you don't know, um, Azure or, or Vavina. Uh, well, uh, uh, hold on. We didn't, though, that's not confirmed, though, right? We know that Vasher is is uh, potentially Zyle. That's what it right. seems like. So, but but you're not sure about Azure. Okay. Well, I have my. I'm assuming that it's Vivena. Okay. But so my my little pitch to you guys, and if Dylan didn't have this spoiled, I would have done this pitch anyways. Is um, in Words of Radiance, which I'm pulling up right now to get to get a little quote. Sorry, I have like three books in front of me. In Words of Radiance, um, there is a scene. Uh, with or not Words of Radiance. It's in Oathbringer. Um, where Azure, Kaladin, Adolin, Shallan, they're all in Shadesmar, right? Yeah. And they wake up one morning, and um, I think uh, uh, Adolin wakes up and starts doing a kata, or a katata, or whatever it is. Yeah. Which is kind of like Tai Chi or whatever for swordsmanship or whatever. And Azure knows it. And Azure wakes yeah, up yeah, and, Azure it's, and it's sees... It's specific to Zahal or Zalhil, yeah. And Azure wakes up and sees that and starts doing it with him and then kaladin wakes up and starts doing it with him and shallan's like what are you guys doing you have a bunch of idiots and they're like oh and at or Adolin's like where'd you learn that from and she's like oh my sword master taught me and he goes oh my sword master taught me too who was adolin's sword master 
Zion. Right. Um, and well, then Azure straight up says, tell your sword master, you know, I'm here for him basically. Or like, I've got a grudge to settle with him or something. No, she says, tell him I said, or it's like, tell him I'm looking for him or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but she's looking for the sword. She's looking for the sword. Right. She says Um, that one of the, and this is a Matthew theory. So we're all caught up at the same place on stormlight, right? Like we have all gotten there. This is my Matthew theory. Okay. My theory is um, Adolin is one of the best dual like duelers in Roshar, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of the entire plot lines of like Words of Radiance is him going through and challenging everyone and just wiping them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why is because it is two re- is two reasons. One, because Zyle is his trainer. And two, because Zyle comes from a different place, a different place has different ways of fighting. So it's hard to combat a, t- a style of fighting you've never seen before. You don't know how, you know what I'm saying? But like, they, all have this, they all have the same stances. When they're right, dealing. like there's the wind stances and stuff, but there's still different like things that you can, there's still different like flavor. You know, like if you cook a sandwich, there's many ways to cook a sandwich, you know? And it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like that well, the way I see. Well, one it. thing that like jumps out to me is like when he's we see him fight Kaladin that first time. He reminds me of a lot of Vasher because he's really like tactical when he's fighting. Like he gets in close and like headbutts him, I think, or something. Like like uh, Kaladin's trying to fight him straight up, and he's like using you know what he's got around him and his body and shit to make it like really hard for Cal. Like, it reminds me a lot of the way Vasher fights. Right. Yeah, he, he's like, damn the rules, I'm trying to win. Yeah. Right. Um, let me pull up this interlude. So there is an interlude in Words of Radiance also that I wanted to read a little excerpt from. The interlude is called Zile, and I think it's interlude six. Hold on, I'm flipping. Where's it at? Okay, sorry, Sanderson's books are massive. Page 393. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> okay, uh, it's called Zile, and this is the scene where Kaladin um, goes to Zile and is like, hey, I need you to teach me how to use a shard blade. You know, like, I'm sorry I was wrong or whatever. And Zile uh, is like, fine, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he said... Uh, so Kaladin leaves and says, all right, the boy said, I'll be back. Good, Zyle said, settling down on the bed. And don't be green from the ground. The boy paused by the door. Don't be, huh? Stupid language, Zyle thought, climbing into his cot. No proper metaphors at all. Just leave your attitude and come to learn. I hate beating up younger kids than me. It makes me feel like a bully. The kid grunted, sliding the door shut. Zyle pulled up his blanket. Damn monks only got one and turned over on his cot. He expected a to a voice to speak in his mind as he drifted off of course there wasn't one hadn't been one in years yeah okay i do remember yeah I do remember yeah. that so he, he's saying about night blood there right and yeah. then he also gives a mention about a language involving colors that yeah. you know these yeah. people on roshar don't speak um and so that's kind of like the confirmation that vasher is zile um sanderson has also confirmed that there's pro that Vasher is probably the best swordsman in the Cosmere after the events of Warbreaker. Like before, he, you could have made the argument for Denth, but Denth's gone. Now, yeah, you know. So 
you have the best training the best you know what i'm saying so that's my stuff on uh zyle um do we have any reason besides them wandering off together to believe that azure is definitely vivenna though didn't you like, say her hair changed color her hair she does have color. the royal locks she definitely has the royal locks but it could be siri but it could be siri and she well, has a, a shard blade but it's like a foil with like a like a basket on it like it's a, it is a kind of a dueling saber but it's not the one described in warbreaker and like how did yeah. she end up with a shard blade but one that she can't dismiss is it like awakened like vasher's is or what if it's only like half awakened or what if they perfected mm -hmm. the awakening what if they perfected the awakening in the second book yeah. Well, didn't he say to... He said that you could awaken steel without it becoming sentient. That's true. You had to be in the ninth heightening, though. I think at one point she uses uh, awakening, too, doesn't she? On the walls, yeah. She On has, the wall, it, yeah. it doesn't say specifically, but she wrap, before they start fighting, she wraps a piece of cloth around her hands. It, it doesn't say definitely that she awakened it and fought with it, but like the, the insinuation is there. Because Kaladin's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then goes on and fights. And then she's talking about how they came uh how they came to Roshar through Shadesmar with a guide. And I'm wondering if that was Hoyd. Like if Hoyd oh, brought yeah? them. Oh yeah. There's always from... a chance because right now Hoyd is on that that place with them. Yeah. Which I have so many questions about Hoyd. Uh, like, so he he's in everything. But it mm -hmm. seems like he's been on Roshar for a very, very long time. Well, there was an allusion to what he Thomas said. Thomas too. He said that he made a deal or whatever that he would that he would always be where he be needed, with, to be. needed to be. Yeah. But he doesn't well, so, know why that is. Or, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's why something I thought he like was that. God for the longest time. Because at one point they at one point they said something about how uh, their God should be there when people needed him and then he makes that comment of like i'm always where i need to be i just don't know why i need to be there right yeah but so my thing when is it's... like does time move the same from world to world like or or if he's not in that world is time paused for him there and he can like resume kind of like um i know dylan's right i don't know if you a pin dragon like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of oh, those books, dude, those so books good. hit. Hey, well, don't try rereading them. I tried oh, a few yeah. months ago. No thanks. <laughs> does does not hold up well. Why? Really? Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, it real cringy stuff about Courtney, the uh, you know the fourteen year old girl. Yeah. Real weird stuff in there. Well, when you're fourteen reading it, it's probably not. As yeah, bad. when you're fourteen reading it, it's not bad until <laughs> so you look at the blurb and you're like, oh, this guy's fifty. <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> well, uh, but no, the way that the flumes work, right, is like time is basically paused on that world until the traveler comes back there, unless like they need they need to arrive later, or sometimes if they need to arrive earlier, it's like kind of that's that's what it made me think of. It like is time that way for Hoyd, where he shows up when and where he's needed. Yeah, I don't. When does when does she call him Hoyd? 
Is that the at the end of Words of Radiance when they're having their little conversation? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I when must... she when she else calls out of Shadesmar, and he's waiting for her. I must have missed that. I'm glad I finally know who he is, though. Like I've been looking at, I've been looking for him and everybody. <laughs> yeah, like... I had to go. I had to go Google it because you know I've read uh, Mistborn, but it was way before I read right. Stormlight. So I had to go look. I was like, "Hey, is is Hoyd in these books?" And yes, he is in all three of them. Um, as like a minor character, but he's there. Right. He steals the show, bro. Let me hold on a second. Y'all keep talking, but I have something. I think about I, I think one of my one of my favorite things about him, though, and the, it, I, I thought this when I thought he was God was he spends his time just standing around insulting people. <laughs> so like when I thought he was God and I thought he just stood around to spend his time spending around t insulting people, I it, I I was in love. I was like I love this character. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so after after Don Shard, do you guys think maybe he? Like has a dawn shard. He's got uh. Well, he gets a sprint there at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he it, gets the sprint. And I think he says something about having like tried before to well, bond there was a sprint. Also, if you remember in uh, Words of Radiance, there's a scene. It's a Shalon flashback where Hoyd's at the festival with Shalon, and she peers into a bag that he's holding, and he she sees something, and Hoyt snatches it away. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of like the excerpt of that um okay i have something about hoyd if you're ready go for it this is gonna take some some digging on your parts i'm not gonna read it all because it's a lot in each parts or in each book in the stormlight archive you know how there's those epigraphs at the beginning of the chapters right yeah and yeah. they're kind of random you don't really know what they are um, and they're different for each part. Like so, like in part one of Way of Kings, it was the death rattles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And then at one point, it's the gems in the library. And, right. Yeah. I will recommend going through um, the Way of Kings again and just reading the epigraphs in order for part two. Then the same thing for Words of Radiance in part four, and the same thing again for Oathbringer. In part two, you're saying those are all tied to Hoyd, um, in some way or another. In some way or another. Okay. Yeah, so that I will. I'll be well, doing does, that tonight. Does so. it? Does it reveal anything? Or so, it's it. the The epigraphs are a letter of correspondence between two people. I'll let you read them and come to those conclusions yourselves. Okay. Okay. Because it's not necessarily confirmed. But um so it's part 2 of uh Way of Kings, part 4 of Words of Radiance and part 2 of Oathbringer. And it's the pre-forward or whatever. Mhm. Mm okay. Yeah, I've got that written down. All right. Well, so is there anything else i have so, uh, oh oh can we talk about the uh the scene in oathbringer where seth <laughs> is using nightblood oh yeah holy shit talk about an anime battle when he just <laughs> comes crashing down out of the sky he just gets a good 10 shows the the fucking thunderclass down i was like this is the most insane thing i've ever read this is crazy um, like he just he 
there has to be an anime scene of, of oh, that yeah. exact thing. Oh yeah. There's there's some dope artwork for it too, like some dope fan art around it, which is pretty sick. Um so how here's my question. Nightblood when he's drawn, right, he feeds off breaths. Mm. So how is Seth using him? I, I have a theory, but I want your guys's your guys' answer. So Stormlight well, is still some form of breath, I feel like. Like it's not it's not breath, but it's like But it's investiture. Uh, yeah, investiture. Like, yep. Yeah, it's like the universal magic system. It's just like an individual like manifestation of the same like universal system. I, I almost think of it as in a sense of like investiture is the raw form. And then like the different places have like varied forms of it, like slightly mutated or whatever, but investiture is just the raw form. Um, right. And so I have a theory if you want. Yeah, so, go for it. Nightblood sucks breaths slash investiture, right? Mm-hmm. Seth sucks stormlight in order to like you know stormlight powers you know his different various abilities or things like that but stormlight um is kind of like i think is a raw form of investiture because you have the storm father who literally comes in and is legitimate just investiture like brings that through in his storms and so i think that instead of breathing or like instead of pulling from Seth whenever he's drawn, he's just pulling from Seth's stormlight, and it just makes you think that oh, Seth's just using this to do his lashings or whatever. Um, and my theory for this also explains why Zyle Vasher is on Roshar, because he needs breaths to stay alive. Well, what better place to get breaths than the one that gives it away freely? Investiture. You know what I'm saying? So that does make some sense. I mean, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him use Stormlight, but he totally could be behind the scenes, right? Well, I don't think he's, he might be necessarily using it. I just think you know the investiture right. well, he itself. Can't do, like the he can't surge bind, right? Because he doesn't have a Nile bond. But like he, right? He could still take it in, I guess. Yeah. So that's just my theory: is that like the investiture is the raw form and then there's the sub forms, but you can take the raw form in place. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's my theory. That makes some sense. Um, but yeah. And then I have one final little connection that I made while reading this. Um, so Siri and Vivina, whenever they grow out their hair, what happens to them? They get hungry. <clears throat> okay. Does that remind oh, you of any lifts? lifts? Okay, but I think lifts. I think I think lifts. Uh, deal is. Um, I think that's her curse. I think I think her curse is that because you know it puts her half in half out to stop her from aging or whatever. And then I think her curse is like she can only eat food that she steals, and so like that's why she's hungry because instead of uh uh, well she turns it into stormlight though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, because it, I don't know, I don't, I, I kind of feel like that has something to do with her curse, because her I, hair doesn't do with anything. Right. She I does think, stop aging though, so like it could be a breath deal. Yeah, I think it had. I think somehow they're correlated. I'm not sure how, but that's my theory is that they're somehow correlated. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really, I hadn't drawn that connection. I, I, th- I kind of think lift. It, 
I don't know. She breaks a lot of rules. Like turning food into stormlight is kind of crazy. But I I think that might just be because she's half in, half out of Shadesmar. So like, like the the Spren they eat stormlight. Mm-hmm. Like they that's their sustenance. So she's it's almost like she's like half Spren kind of. Okay. That could make sense. And I, dude, I have so many questions about Oathbringer that have nothing to do with Warbreaker, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if that's if that's all of our Cosmere connections for you know Warbreaker to you know the Stormlight and stuff, we can we can go ahead and end our end our episode here. Um, um, are there any else. connections that we've missed? You said you said so. you had some stuff about Nightblood, but oh just the thing with uh with seth and the thunderclass i thought that was oh, yeah. so yeah. insane and especially after like well okay i read the seth scene first but but when i read uh the scenes where nightblood was like actually getting wielded uh and then thinking back on seth it just made me think seth was so much more of a badass yeah yeah, yeah. because i was just like oh this thing is like eating them alive and they can barely control it and like they're doing like pretty uninspired stuff with it, just slashing it around and turning shit to smoke. Whereas Seth was like uh, an anime pro tag in that yeah, battle. Just... Well, it shows it shows stuff about Seth's character too because he's not drawn. Yeah, to he's it. not tempted at all. Tempted by, but yeah. he's also not nauseous or anything. Yeah, right. So he's like, well, maybe... Vasher isn't either could... though. So maybe right. that comes. Yeah, to time. yeah, it could have something to do with Seth's oath. Like Seth's Seth's oath. You know, he's tied to Dalinar now, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah. like, whatever Dalinar thinks is evil might be, you know, the same as Seth. And Dalinar, I mean, you just saw the character work that went through Dalinar. So maybe maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. Speculation. Yeah. I don't know. I think it maybe is just the fact that they're, like, so egoless in in a way. Like, Seth is, like, I don't know. I don't trust myself. Like, I can't decide. Uh, I'm not superior to anyone. I'm beneath everyone. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, I think it's a character thing because Vasher is also like I'm worthless in in a lot of ways, especially towards the end of the book where he's like, I don't know. I kind of started all this. Like, I deserve it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I think that's gonna conclude our Cosmere connections for. For the series, this was a fun book. Yep, it was good. This was a really fun book, uh, especially it. It got so much more fun. Yeah, when I was reading Oathbringer and got to the part where Azure and and Zyl are like kind of ousted as being from this world, it got so much more fun to like try to try to pin down who they were and right. So I, I think the fact that it connected to the overall universe was like really clever. And didn't you say he did this like right after Elantris? Uh, so he it was, did, I don't know if it was right after, but it was, it was, close. it was right before uh way of Kings. So, okay. So yeah. he did kind of have some no idea. Yeah. Some idea what he was doing. Yeah. I always Either like way, to think crazy a... impressive how oh, many yeah. tie-ins there are. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I think we, uh, we'll go ahead and end the episode here. Um, again, uh, if you haven't share, like, subscribe, follow on your preferred platform, um we appreciate you know all of the all of the love and support that you guys have been showing on the podcast and yeah yep we'll see y'all in empire the vampire next month excited for it see ya see ya